I don't know whether you've ever had the opportunity to visit the U.S. Capitol building in Washington, D.C., but I have on many occasions. So I'd like to clarify that what we all witnessed on January 6th of this year was decidedly not a normal tourist visit. I've not chosen to write much about politics lately, at least not since the demise of this country's former president. But his poisonous influence on civil society continues to foment new toxins, even as this country seeks to recover from his four years of dysfunction and untruth. The pathological nature of his inability to speak the truth has become manifest in many members of the political party he represents, and that party is becoming far different from its historical roots. Consider recent weeks in the life of his loyalists. Representative Andrew Clyde, Republican from Georgia, a staunch supporter of the former president, last week downplayed the January 6th assault on the Capitol, comparing the mob's breaching of the building to, quote, a normal tourist visit, unquote. Mr. Clyde is prominently featured in at least two photos from January 6th, one in which an obviously panicked Mr. Clyde is rushing toward the house chamber doors to keep out the arriving tourists, and another in which he is seen helping to barricade those doors against the, well, incoming guests. In light of the obvious stress exhibited by Mr. Clyde in the photos, it is inconceivable to hear him state that calling it an insurrection was, quote, a bold-faced lie, unquote. Then there are the rather delusional comments from Trump defender Senator Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, when he openly states that, quote, there was no violence in the Senate in terms of the chamber, unquote. Security cameras and videos from witnesses showed the insurrectionists broke windows on the Senate side of the Capitol and stormed through the halls near the Senate chamber shortly after. One video showed Capitol Police Officer Eugene Goodman confronting protesters just outside the Senate chamber and leading them away from the room, while senators were sheltering in place inside. Mr. Johnson suggested that the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6th was not an insurrection, but a largely, quote, peaceful protest, even calling it an insurrection. It wasn't, unquote. I'm not sure what Mr. Johnson's definition of violence may be, but it must be a very high bar indeed. I think for most rational human beings, an event from which five people died and another 140 were injured constitutes a violent occurrence. These are but two of the voices now attempting to rewrite a very recent history, one that was watched live by perhaps a majority of the American population, not to overlook others around the world. For a chorus of voices, elected officials no less, to claim that what we saw was not reality is the definition of alternate facts, 
that favorite excuse for those who prefer to ignore the truth. The evidence of that day says otherwise. Repeating untruths over and over again does not make them any more truthful, only more dangerous. To add to this embarrassment is the party credibility being showed to Ms. Marjorie Green, Republican from Georgia. Ms. Green is fond of attending Trump-like rallies where her primary contribution is to shout out to the crowd, who is your president? When the delirious mob answers Trump, Ms. Green summons her most frenzied response with arms stretched out high to the crowd. He's mine too. Ms. Green further waded into the depths of ignorance last week when she claimed that the wearing of masks for protection against COVID-19 was comparable to Jewish people being forced to wear a gold star during the Holocaust. Hmm. I thought there must be something, somewhere in the Constitution or oath of office, that might require a member of Congress to follow the duly approved results of an election, and that claiming fealty to someone else was grounds for at least censure. As for her interpretation of events on January 6th, Ms. Green's view makes light of the deadly attack on the U.S. Capitol, claiming that some of the pro-Trump insurrectionists were just teenagers taking a walk through the historic building. To this day, she refuses to acknowledge that the rioters were Trump supporters. For me, it all seems reminiscent of George Orwell's daring glimpses into the future. When I first read 1984, I was young enough to believe that Orwell's purpose was to predict the future state of things, literally. That amazed me. An author willing to go out on a limb with a startling prediction of the future, complete with a date, no less, seemed an unimaginable risk, unless he was possessed of certain insights that emboldened him. When we reached the year 1984, I had reached adulthood, and thus was not at all shocked when the scenarios of 1984 had not come to pass in exactly the same ways about which Orwell wrote. Of course, there were some elements to his outlook that rang true, but by now I recognized it as an allegory rather than a prediction. I still admired it, but in a very different way. Today, I'm not so sure that I was wrong in my initial interpretation of 1984. Listen to Orwell's comment about the threats inherent in groupthink lies. Quote, and if all others accept the lie which the party imposed, if all records tell the same tale, then the lie passes into history and becomes truth. Who controls the past, ran the party slogan, controls the future. Who controls the present, controls the past, unquote. The effort is underway to repeat the lies which the party has imposed on behalf of a twice-impeached president, to have the lies pass into history and to become truth. As remarkable as it may seem, a major political party which has no policy platform other than to support a defeated president is attempting to rebuild itself on the precept of controlling the future by rewriting the truths of the past. 
It has gained momentum. It has ousted one of its leaders for not embracing the lie. I wonder whether Orwell would feel redeemed by the realization of at least some of his fears, or whether he would feel despondent at their reality.